if we're not doing things that actually we're excited about doing, that don't deeply fulfill us, what are we doing with our time? Life is short. What if instead of thinking about building a really amazing bulletproof network as the long way to build business, we had a way in which to do that in six months to a year? Welcome to the No Broke Months for Real Estate Agents podcast. Working as a real estate agent can be incredibly rewarding and fulfilling, but it can also be frustrating if you aren't making the money you deserve. So if you're ready to end the stressful cycle of working hard for no results, then get started with a proven step-by-step system so that every month is No Broke Months. Patrick Killer is the author of Find Your Six, a number one new release on Amazon, a speaker, and a businessman. He created and led three companies, collectively the Killer Companies, two in real estate and one in training services. Over two decades as a real estate agent and entrepreneur, Pat realized that traditional models of transactional lead generation weren't fit for the modern world. Patrick started the philosophies that have governed the industry for thousands of years and landed on a straightforward principle. A network of trusted influencers will always be a professional's biggest asset. Seeking to reintroduce this approach to a business world driven by cold calling, forced networking, and other impersonal tactics, Pat developed the Find Your Six framework for building a network of trusted influencers and becoming an influencer. My name is Dan Roshan, and I'm the host of the No Broke Months podcast, which is a show for real estate agents that's designed to help you have no broke months. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Hello, consistent and predictable income community. I am Dan Roshan. I'm joined with my old friend. It's been a few years since we've connected, Pat Kilner. And uh, Pat is the author of Find Your Six, Starting to Build Your Influence. So Pat and I are going to talk about influence today and how can you be more impactful, gain a greater influence, and be able to touch more people in a positive way. Welcome, Pat. How are you? Great, Dan. Good to be here. Great to be with you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So I know that I mean, you got a lot of things going on. You're a speaker, you're a business person, real estate, you do coaching and a lot of different things. So uh, we'll get into all that. But, you know, we really want to start with, you know, influence. Like, tell me more about influence. What does influence mean to you? Yeah. So, I, you know, it's a sort of big, overused word. And and I really grappled with this on, on the front cover because really, I'm juxtaposing and every great story has the dark hat, right? The thing that you're trying to conquer and it has sort of the light where you're trying to go. And so in the book, I talk about building influence as the opposite. And this can be scary for people, but hear me out, of a lead generation mindset. Now, I'm all about making sure that business is coming in the door for my businesses, right? That, that Don't get me wrong. But what I found is that there's very much two types of people. And I remember you and I went through 2008, 2009, when the wheels fell off, especially on the residential side of real estate. Yeah. And I remember being in a brokerage. It was the top brokerage in the county where I was doing business per capita, right? So these people were killing it. This was typically the primary way in which they provided for their families. So the average person there was doing really well. And they had a minimum standard, which you almost don't find anymore, and actually enforced it in the brokerage. 2008, 2009, that brokerage was cut in half. The rest of our industry was cut in half. We went from 
1.5 million people, by the way, we're back up there in NAR, down to 750,000 people in about 18 months, two years. And I remember the people in the business at the time prior who were having a lot of success in a pretty frothy market. They were people who were doing the old sweat hog stuff. Okay. Anophones, scripts, dialogues, that sort of stuff. And the people who were just doing farm areas. Okay. And what I found is that their businesses got crushed. Many of them were out of the business after that two-year period. And I remember the broker giving me a hard time because they were a big farming operation. And I got nothing against, we have farmed, we have knocked doors, we have done everything under the sun to make business come in the door in my team and in my career. But compared to what actually got me through, I remember going back and looking at where my business had come from, from the prior year in a super disruptive market. And it came from a handful of really impactful players for me and my business. So these are like your advocates. These are my advocates. These are my, what I call my influencers. In my world, it was a builder, a couple financial planners, a state attorney, tax guy, they sent me business regardless of what was going on in the market because they trusted me implicitly. And by the way, because those people have to be trusted by the people that they're in touch with, right? By their clients, when they put their name to me, it was a done deal. I'd walk in and my business was taken care of. And we know that referrals are a great way to do business. But what I was really fortunate to have is people who only thought of me when it came to real estate in that sort of paradigm. And that's what gave me all of the business that allowed me to survive that first round of disruption for my sure. business. And you know, in, in real estate, so you can everybody's got different people they get business from. But what really struck me is that I was training on this principle and we were getting pretty deep into it a few years ago. And I remember asking 40 people in a room, you know, we're doing training. I said, listen, you know, started your year here. You want your consistent predictable income. Okay. You had goals for that at the beginning of the year. You're halfway through the year. How are you tracking on those goals? Write that number down. Okay. Most of us are a little optimistic at the beginning of the year. That's fine. Okay. Maybe you're off of that. What are you going to take out of your back pocket in the form of lead generation that is going to bridge that gap between now and the end of the year? So they all wrote that down. And I said, great. Now, I've always sort of lived by a principle that if you're not excited to continue doing that type of business development, lead generation, call it what you will, past a few months, it's not going to be a lasting proposition for you and consistent. So I said, okay, now look at that. How many of you are really excited to do that form of business development or lead generation for the next three years, every day, two hours a day, every single day for five days a week? And not a hand was raised. These are people in all sorts of different industries, but including real estate. And they're like, gosh, if we're not doing things that actually we're excited about doing, that don't deeply fulfill us, that we wouldn't teach our kids, what are we doing with our time? Life is short. And what if, instead of thinking about building a really amazing bulletproof network as the long way to build business, we had a way in which to do that in six months to a year. Tell us about that. What is that way for six months to a year? Yeah. So, and that's where influencers come in. And, okay. and in the book, I talk about this, this principle of if you've grown a business, you're in the talent game. So we're all in the talent game, whether we like it or not, if you own your own company, right? And so we oftentimes think about talent as internal talent. 
the people we're hiring on. We've all hired at a pain. And you know how that goes. And sometimes you get lucky, but that's like a one in 20 lucky strike if you get lucky and find the right person. But until we're in the talent game and have a bench of talent, then you don't know if you've got the right people when you don't know what the landscape looks like. The same is true for the people that you're networking with and trying to add value to and trying to connect with and trying to make connections for in the networking world outside of of your business. So what if you had a way in which you could look at talent external to your business and know if they were the right fit for you or not? And so I introduce in the book a concept I call the influencer pyramid because you're really looking for the influencers. And like a pyramid, at the top, you're looking for the people right at the top of the pyramid. How do you look for those people? When we get into the real estate business, I was told, okay, make a list of everybody that came to your wedding. Everybody you know, <laughs> right here. You're, and like, and you just, now you're going to blast them and you're going to make sure they never forget. And you're going to send them all sorts of stuff so they don't forget that you're actually in real estate. And all the while they're going, I know this guy. He just got into real estate. Why on earth am I going to trust him any more than the other 10 people I know are in real estate? Sure, of course. And so all of your effort is trying to reframe yourself to the bottom of the pyramid oftentimes. And I remember feeling like, you know, when I got business as a brand new agent from that group of people that they were doing me a huge favor. Yeah. And I hated that feeling, right? I wanted to walk in and be someone who they were excited to work with because they knew I was the best thing possible for them to help them buy or sell or invest in real estate. And so how do you go find those people? Well, frankly, you have to find people who can put their name to you. And there's three ways that I like to think about this. One is as an agent in particular, and it's so cool because I've been having conversations with people since the release of the book in all sorts of different industries, but it's really cool to bring it home to what I do on a daily basis, what I train sure, my team. Real estate, yeah. And so the first thing I started looking for was people who spent much longer than the average person with their clients. So if people were spending, other professionals are spending 30 plus days with their clients, they could potentially be an influencer for me. So I mentioned financial advisors were awesome. People who had insurance brokers, frankly, almost any small business owner. Why? Because they have, they have clients. Yes, but they also have employees who they can put their name, they can put you in touch with, right? But builders, developers, all sorts. And so I realized, you know, instead of going B to C, I wanted to go B to B because those people, and it seems like the long route, but these B to B folks, they were putting me in touch with a ton of other people. Okay. So that was the first thing. Why? So that first paradigm of longevity, when I talk about longevity in the book, you've got lots of people who habitually spend less than a day with their clients, right? Very transactional relationships. At the top, though, you've got people who are clocking tons of hours. At the top, also, you have people who are building implicit trust. Right? So when, because of the, the long hours, not everybody, by the way, who spends long hours also builds implicit trust, hopefully. The good ones do. The good ones certainly do. Sure. So then very high level trust versus a transactional trust at the bottom. And what I call in the book, a bonus level of trust. In real estate, it's really easy to get sort of faked out by the people who operate in that bonus level. And I know a lot, I've got a lot of friends who are in the industry, right? There's a lot of lenders, love lenders, but there are very few who sit at the top of the pyramid. Okay. So you got spending long time is the first. You said there's three. So the second is the implicit trust. Is that? Yep. The impact of trust. And so you got to be there. 
And then your third, you get all, all the way to the edge, is their approach to work. And I didn't appreciate this until I made a lot of mistakes. What I was looking for were people who had an ownership mindset. At the bottom of the pyramid, you have a lot of people who have sort of a Fred Flintstone mindset. Like, okay, you know, they, at the beginning of the Flintstones, they'd pull the, the butt, that whatever it was, pterodactyl, and it would scream. And Flintstone would like throw off his gear and jump in the car and go home because he couldn't wait, right? Yeah. And I want people who own the company. I want people who have an ownership mindset. And by the way, you can find people who are within companies who also have an ownership mindset. Obviously, sure. if you're hiring talent, you want those people as well, internal. I remember a friend of mine who said, you know, he landed one of the biggest accounts. He was in legal services and he landed this account with one of the biggest firms in the DC area. And he said, I landed that account because I made friends with the lady at the front desk. And, and she knew every, she knew if they had marital problems, she knew if they were staying up late, if they had a big case to prep for. And they trusted her implicitly because she'd been there for 30 years and clocked a lot of hours and owned her role. And she made sure that he got introduced to every single partner in that firm. So she was an influencer for him. It's a really efficient way to build a business because if you know who those handful, five, six people are at the top of your pyramid and you invest into them on a weekly basis, you can spend the rest of your time growing your team. Spend so, time with your family. So what I hear you saying is to build a business, you're looking for the influencers. And the influencers are the ones that specifically spend a lot of time with their clients, you know, such as like financial advisors, people that are going to create relationships, insurance agents, perhaps some builders because of the proximity of just what they do. Mm -hmm. And you're looking to do a B to B rather than B to C type business. Mm -hmm. And you're looking for those that have an impact of trust and that they approach their work in a way that they treat it like they're the owner. And that doesn't mean that they are the owner. They could be, but mm -hmm. that can also be perhaps the receptionist who really works hard, knows the business, knows the people within the business. And is that influencer within the company, that connector to be able to say, hey, meet this person. Hey, meet mm -hmm. this person. And then you devote all your time into those five or six relationships on a weekly basis. And then that allows for you to spend more time with your family, with your team, building your team, et cetera. Beautiful. Yep. That's everything in a nutshell. If you're looking for no broke months, I invite you to join the five-day challenge for free. Save your seat at 5daylistingchallenge.com. That's the number 5daylistingchallenge.com. You'll learn how to take listings in today's market without cold calling, door knocking, or begging. That's 5daylistingchallenge.com. We help real estate agents have no broke months. It was a really cool discovery because as I interviewed people for the book, it wasn't just people in real estate. What I found is that the top performers that I interviewed over the course of their career had accidentally found their six. Yeah. It was six people over the course of their entire career. And so my question was, how can I help people find their six? And by the way, that was truly the number. The, that was the average of 60 people I interviewed. If I could help people find their six over the course of six months or a year, how fast would that accelerate their career? So how do you do that? So you got to know, it's half my book, but yeah. the meat and potatoes are, you know, 
Here's what I tell people that come into my firm right away. Every day you should be setting an appointment with somebody who's a potential influencer for you. Got it. You need to have one of those meetings five days a week and you need to connect two great people together on a daily basis. If you're a connector, that's what influencers want, by the way. Yeah. They've got, they're in the wisdom distribution business. And if you're brand new in a business and you don't have the wisdom yourself, you know what the fastest way to it is? It's through other people. Yeah. Find the one that knows. It's through Dan Rashawn, right? It's like, hey, how do I, like, let me get this guy and I can put my name to him because I know he's got wisdom to distribute. By the way, who does Dan talk about if you've made a really good connection as soon as he sits down to coffee with that person? Their mutual connection. <laughs> exactly. And so it's this great way. Like you don't even have to be at the meetings, you know, yeah. of those meetings. You're basically, you're doubling down. You're having basically two meetings a day, one in which people are talking about you and one in which you're trying to figure out how to help people get what they want. You know, there's the old saying, help enough people get what they want and you'll get what you want. And that leads to an authentic conversation that you can't sit down with people and go, right? Millennials are really smart this way. You know, millennials have been pitched since they were born with phones in hand, right? And they smell BS immediately. So if you're sitting down with people these days and saying, hey, my name's Pat, I'm in real estate. Can you tell me what a good lead is for you? Let me tell you what a good lead is for me, right? That is inauthentic. And people go, I know lots of people who I can have that conversation with. However, if you're like a good podcast host, you show up and you've done your research, you know the one or two questions you would love to ask this person because you're in curiosity and you, and you bring that to that conversation. And they have a pretty high level of EQ, right? Where they go, you know what? You know what happens when people have high EQ? They actually come back to you and say, well, tell me about yourself. Sure. Tell me about you're how, be interested. Yep. You know, what makes you tick, right? And after that meeting, if you can help connect that person to the wisdom that they're looking for through another human being, because you're in the talent game and that's what you trade in, I could do that for five to 10 years and be even more excited about it at the end of that time. So what I hear you saying, Pat, it's a very similar strategy that if you're in the growing a business through talent acquisition, then perhaps somebody may say, your job today, Dan, is to go and book an appointment with somebody who you could hire each day, to meet with somebody you could hire each day, and to connect to people. But instead of seeking somebody who could potentially work for you, it's, it's looking for the influencers. It's looking for the connectors. It's looking for the people who you can help them in their lives, yet they have the ability to be at the top of that pyramid to then be able to feedback because it's just natural for them to do so. Yeah. And it's not just a referral network, right? That's, you know, there's, yeah. I've had people who I know I'm not going to run, run across a whole lot of leads for them, right? Yeah. But what I do know is that I can connect them to other people who can help them with that, help them grow their business, help them find the talent that they're looking for. When I started, a little bit after you started in real estate sales, and it was during that time period, 2007, 2008, I had a lender that I was probably licensed for three months. And this guy came to me and he says, Dan, have you ever heard of what a short sale is? Now, this was way before. This was during that mm-hmm. $1.5 million to 750000 exodus of the business. This was during that time period. I hadn't heard what a short sale was. Neither had anybody else. But I knew that one out of three people needed my services. Right. And 
you could literally throw a rock. You got a 33% chance of hitting somebody at somebody's house that needs to hire you. And so anyways, Mike McBride was his name and Mike was a lender and he coached me through understanding an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, that opportunity made me millions of dollars. Amazing. And I'm not saying that to be boastful. I'm saying that to connect the dots of Mike never one single time referred somebody to my business ever. Right. You think I care? <laughs> <laughs> not in the least. The guy opened up my eyes to an opportunity. Now, of course, I was the one to step through and went into action. But the reality of it is, is you don't necessarily need to refer business directly. It could just yeah. be in the collaboration. It could just be in the, the way to help each other. And, you know, this is 15 years later. I'm still like, I will still bend over backwards whatever I can to help out Mike. If he, Absolutely. If he asks, won't, I'm there. won't forget that guy's name. Hell, yeah. No, not at all. Like, I will never forget his name because yeah. he helped me on day one almost. And he helped me through sharing his wisdom. Just like what right. you're saying, it was his yeah. wisdom. It was his exchange of, Hey, I see something. I see some potential within you, Mr. New Agent at the time. Right. And if you pursue this as everybody's exiting the business, you have an opportunity to really, you know, to make a go at this. Yeah. What a great All story. Yeah. What a great story. And there's only a handful of people that you could point to over the course of a 15 year career and go, that was a pivotal conversation. That was a pivotal yeah. connection or insight. And, you know, when I talk to new agents and you really do need a great board of advisors around you, you know, some of those people you're going to be able to refer, some of those people will refer you business. Some of those people will be indispensable in how they, and the connections they make for you. I recently wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution, the 10 step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In Real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content that makes up this book. And it took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book, Real Estate Evolution. And you can get that by visiting www.therealestateevolution.com. And I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the postage. So I'm sort of putting into three buckets. Like, so the influencer could help you. And let me see if I understand this because it may be something that I'm missing, right? But what I see is the way the influencer can help you, it could be through introductions to other people. Mm-hmm. It could be through direct referrals. Mm-hmm. And it could be through them helping you by sharing their wisdom with you. That's the way an influencer can help you. And the way that you can help an influencer would essentially be those same three ways, you know, giving back. Would that be true? Yeah. And, you know, you might even say, I want to find six major accounts. Okay. And so like, 
I know are going to be in that one referral spot. They have the same clients that I'm looking for. And I want to go sure. find those six. Let's go find those six. What would that look like for your business? That's like game over. You're producing more than anybody in your office. Awesome. Yep. Two, go find though, because it is lonely at the top. You start producing like that. You need people who can keep you honest, who you can go to and go, listen, I've got this crazy, I think it's a crazy idea. I respect you as a business leader and professional and as a human being. Can I get some time with you? And to be able to, to talk to them. And they don't have to be, they can be peers. They can be younger than you, can be older than you. But you always have to find those people as well because I think they keep us honest. And I think it's when I spoke to people about this book and they were telling me almost all of the really pivotal influencers for them were that type. They were the, the mentors along the way. And I think you and I, you know, this lender sort of fit into more the mentor category yeah. than anything. Now, you've probably referred that guy a lot of business too. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So he made you millions of dollars with wisdom. You made him millions of dollars because you yeah. stayed in the business. He was invested yeah. into you staying in the business and showed his merit right up front. So that's, that's a great, great way to think about it. And how many lenders do you know who aren't in the business anymore? Oh gosh, it's the same with real estate agents. It's, it's exactly a, it's a cycle in and out. In it and churns, out. Yeah. absolutely yeah. churns. And so, you know, I like you. I'm really passionate about people coming into this business and making the right moves in terms of the use of their time and the human beings that they're going to surround themselves with. And this industry moves way too fast. There's way too much <laughs> disruption coming for it for us to try out all of the litany of things that are have been thrown at us for the last 40 years. And I'm not saying that all these things are bad, but you know, one of my discoveries, Dan, as I was doing the research, I found that we didn't even begin using the term lead generation until 1976. Okay. Not just in real estate, just in general, in business. We didn't use that word. How old were you in so, 76, Pat? I was not born yet. Hey, 1979. Yeah. No, yeah. It was not based on my reading list at the time. There's a really cool tool, Google Ngram, where you can actually look up, you know, when terms were first used. It's super cool. cool. All right. And because Google's basically categorized everything, right? Yeah. And so what's really interesting is post, you sort of have this lead generation revolution. What happens after that? The real estate industry blows up. If you look at NAR numbers, Post mid 1970s, they go through the roof because once you can teach people to, you know, script, dialogue, all that stuff, they don't actually have to be great at what they do to make business come in the door. Sure. They, they all they need set. is the glib. Give yeah. me the script, right? Yeah. How fast can I pick this thing up? Who else did it? The financial services industry went crazy, right? This is why Wolf of Wall Street occurs in the 1980s, right? It's because, hey, Give this kid who's motivated. I remember somebody saying, Hey, they're going to hire me here at X brokerage because I'm an athlete and I can run through walls. Not because I have any idea what I'm doing when it comes to financial services. Here's the problem with that is we know, I know a ton of people, you know, a ton of people who've been through all of these industries, car sales, whatever it is, never becoming awesome in terms of the craft of what they do for the client. Just becoming really, really good at what now AI can do. Sure. Right. What now you can just offshore for pennies on the dollar. And so if you're doing the type of business yeah. development, 
that can be replaced by a computer or by somebody much cheaper in a different country, you're probably not going to last the next disruption. And would you agree that disruption is that we're at the forefront of that right now? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've had, there's different forms of disruption, right? But I think we're, as an industry, we are ripe for it right now. Yeah. Look, Zillow's been trying to disrupt since you got in the business. I think it was 06, the first Zillow site clicked in, right? Yeah. And think about this. Zillow, as powerful as it is, has basically only become, and they're going to hate on me, but basically a leech on the industry. Right. They haven't actually decreased the number of real estate agents. Much to the contrary, it's only grown. So they really haven't disrupted the traditional real estate agent. What they have done is disrupted how people think about the traditional real estate agent, which is now it's easier to think of your real estate agent as somebody who just opens doors, facilitates a contract, and might show up to settlement. Yeah, they devalued it. Yeah. And so real estate agents have two choices. They can say, gosh darn it. I'm just as worthwhile as I was with the same skills in 2006 as I am now. That's actually not true. However, you could say, you know what? My job is to innovate as a service provider to people who want my services. And I want to take this industry to a totally different level in terms of the care of clients. And what happens with disruption? So this guy, Clayton Christensen, who just passed away a couple of years ago, from Harvard talked about this idea in like 1996 at, at Harvard. And so he was talking about, he was predicting things like Netflix disrupting Blockbuster and that sort of sure. stuff, right? Sort yeah. of those, those classics. But it's disruption is happening faster than ever. And so that's classically disruption. But we're definitely in a place where tech sees the real estate industry and they go, there's a lot of fat on that bone. There's a lot of money going to people who on average, aren't worth what they're getting paid. Yeah, I would agree and with that. And so we can redistribute that wealth to us and have people, why? Because we have people who do that service for less, as either as W-2 employees or whatever. And you know, I'm not just talking about Zillow here, but we're going to redistribute that because there's another way to slice this. And that happens anytime that there's fluff in an industry, that's what happens. So the challenge, I think, as real estate agents who want to stay relevant is not to say, gosh darn it, they won't ever be able to do this without me. Because the answer actually may be, they can do a lot of things without you that they couldn't do 10 years ago. And that's only getting faster. But it is to say, let's, one, disruption-proof our business by the people that we hang out with and the wisdom that they give us as innovators, as entrepreneurs. And two, what could I do that could separate me from people who simply distribute information to clients or just sort of rote knowledge. Because what the one thing that people cannot commoditize or that tech can't commoditize is a great fiduciary care. It's experience. That that really understands, hey, you're making this lifelong decision when you buy a piece of real estate. Yeah. We're not doing this for a five-year idea. I want to help you build wealth through this amazing asset that has built more wealth for more families over the course of human history. There's nothing that comes close. Right. That also hedges you against inflation. Amazing. And that you can pass on and will to your, the, the next generation if you want to, or sell and endow your favorite, you know, whatever, right? At the end of your life. It's an amazing asset that we get the honor to transact with. I but I, you only that. get that honor if people see you as indispensable to their success in the short term as well. 
Yeah, it's about the knowledge that you have, the experience that they're going to have and what you bring to the table. Pat, I know that you help a lot of new agents to be able to compete with, you know, within their first 90 days to compete with those agents that have been licensed five plus years in a boot camp that you do. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So about eight years ago, internally, we created a boot camp for all of our agents coming in. And we only bring on people who this is the primary way in which they provide for their families. I, oh, I used to say full time, but that actually didn't totally encapsulate it because I okay. need skin in the game. That's, you know, this is what I do for my family. And so I needed the opportunity cost of those people not being ramped up really fast was really high for me as well as for them. And so I asked myself, what are the things that I wish I knew 90 days in that took me five years to know so that I could feel like and truly be able to compete with folks? And this is where that mastery of craft really is so important. The faster you get that, by the way, the more confident you are when you're doing your networking as well. And so I wanted to give that to people. I created a boot camp. It's a nine-week course that I created, and that exists within an organization I started called the Indispensable Agent. And yeah. you and I, I was, I was reading your amazing book, by the way. There's so much just great stuff there. And, and I think what we're both trying to do is give people the tools. Now, they can freely choose to use those tools, but in a systematic, clear way, no BS, how do I go compete with the other, you know, in our area, 30,000 people who have their real estate <laughs> license, which is staggering. But but here's the thing. Pat and I have been top producers in the same marketplace for 15 plus years. We've never done a deal together, have we? Have we uh, done no. a deal together? It's very possible our teams have done. <laughs> yeah. It's really crazy because there's so much business to go around as well. Yeah. But that's what boot camp is. So the indispensable How do I get agent. That? What's the website for me to find that? The indispensableagent.com. The um, indispensableagent.com. Just go on there. It's the only course I have up there currently, and you know, brought hundreds of people through that at this point. Has really changed people's careers. It's a requisite on my team, you know, that people go through it. It's called boot camp because it's hard. So I'm just saying, like, if somebody's up for the challenge of really over the course of 90 days working hard at the craft of this business and challenging themselves, they will speak a different language when they're done with that. Love it. Find your six. Where'd I get that? The book that Find you Findyoursix.com all spelled out. Find your, there you go. Find your six, S-I-X.com. And I've got a free challenge on there. So the find your six challenge, it's a free download. You can read the first chapter of my book and you can sign up for a newsletter and I give you little tidbits on a weekly basis. Awesome, Pat. Thank you so much for your time today and um, yeah, great, great sharing to see with you, us the information. God bless you. Let me know how I can be a resource for you. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of the Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, the Consistent and Predictable Income Community. Apply for membership on Facebook and visit us at nobrokemonths.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. I'm a seasoned agent, but I've certainly had uh, some months uh, with no business and some cash flow issues. Dan's opened my eyes to a lot of things and taught me things that I just haven't been able to get anywhere else. So learning his methodologies has been really helpful to me in my life and very importantly, in my business.